Well, welcome everybody to Dropping Keys, conversations and insights about life, leadership, love, and whatever else we get into. I'm Joel Morgan, your co-conspirator, and I'm the head of Key Exploration. I'm a professional coach, a facilitator, and an inspirational speaker, and I seek to inspire meaningful conversations to move people, communities, and organizations forward. What you have just gotten yourself into is an A volume. It's an extension of the previous conversation where I try to take a deeper dive into one or more of the keys dropped. In this case, a compliment to volume 21 with co-conspirator April Kaiserlian. This is volume 21A. But let me back up just a second. Dropping Keys is the poem, is the title of a poem by Hafez, a 14th century mystic and poet, and it's where the podcast always begins. The small man builds cages for everyone he knows, while the sage, who has to duck his head when the moon is low, keeps dropping keys all night long for the beautiful, rowdy prisoners. And of course, if you haven't listened to Volume 21, I invite you to engage that conversation that I had with April. These conversations always take on a little bit more depth and more meaning for me when I listen to them again. And the one with April, I've listened to a couple of times, um, primarily because she shares so much and we, we really get into a lot of things very quickly. And she is really a wordsmith and puts some unique words together. And so I encourage you to go back and listen to that again. I'm really grateful for all of my co-conspirators, for all of those who agree to come on and they're not here promoting themselves necessarily. They're not here promoting something. They're not here trying to gain business. They're, they're here really just talking about life and leadership and love and, and whatever it is that we get into based off of this poem. And I'm so grateful for that. If you have suggestions about co-conspirators I ought to invite onto the podcast, you can drop me an email at joel at joelmorgan.com. And I really want to give uh, thanks to some supporters recently who have um, been donating to or been giving to um, support the podcast. And if you do that, um, because this podcast is supported by me and now you, and you can go to joelmorgan.com backslash pay. And it looks like what you're doing is paying for a coaching or um, facilitation session, but you can just put in whatever amount you want. And um, that comes right to, to me in support of the podcast. And I'll know what you're doing there. You can even leave me a note as you as you do that. So that's joelmorgan.com backslash pay. And when you help to support that, it helps me not have any commercials, except that one. And so as I revisited the conversation with April, there was there was so much. But something that really struck me was when she said this, she said, aliveness is constant motion. And it really made me stop and think for a moment because I'm a person who is, I'm an activator. That's my number one strengths finder strength. And what that means is I like to get shit done. I like to, I like to be moving. I like to keep doing things. And one of the issues that I have, uh, like many people that I know, is that if I'm not doing something, I have a very hard time just being. Again, we're not human doings. We're human beings. i roll that old trope out. But I, have a, I do have a difficult time that if I'm just not doing anything, I, I, have a, I have some issues, I get some anxiety or whatever. And I don't know that that's 
particularly helpful for me, but aliveness is constant motion. And then she said, you know, my friend wrote this, that um, God is change and God is movement. And again, that got me just to sort of thinking about, about life and about creation and about uh, the world in which we live and, and all these kinds of things. And, and so what I came down to is, is, or what I came up with for this podcast was life is movement. If we aren't moving, and I don't mean just literally moving, as you'll hear in a little bit, um, we're dying or we're dead. And that is not what we want. We want aliveness, as she says. Aliveness is constant motion. Life is movement. And if you go back and you read, you look at the creation stories around our universe, around the earth, there's a lot of motion in them. Most of the ancient uh, creation stories are born out of uh, great fights between the gods that that there were these generally two gods who were in competition with one another or who had had a relationship at one point and then they got angry with each other and so they and then they separated and created the heavens and the earth or however you want to want to describe all of that and oftentimes there's a lot of bloodshed in the creation stories in the Jewish um, judeo-christian tradition, a creation story is is much less. Uh, there's no bloodshed in the creation story. It is that um, God is looking over the nothingness, creates from ex nihilo, from nothing, or looks over the watery chaos, um, and and basically set and basically begins to create movement, create movement within that movement towards something, movement out of nothing, and so then life begins to flow. And so this creation story is, a, is in a sense about going from chaos or nothingness into somethingness. And that's always the big question I think about life is people say, people will talk about creation, but then the, the big question is, why isn't there nothing? I mean, why is there anything at all? I think it's, 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 it is a true miracle that there is anything at all. And that then out of that anything at all, that there come something like sentient beings that we are, but that's another podcast. Life flows. And when it doesn't, it dies. The Dead Sea is called the Dead Sea, um, partially because um, it, it has an inlet, it has intake, it has intake from the Jordan River, but then it has no outlet. And so, and it's also incredibly salty. And so it's, it's called the Dead Sea that nothing lives there. Nothing's able to live there. And, and so, of course, if you see people who, who travel to Israel and they go there, I mean, you can go and like, just like the Great Salt Lake in the United States, you can float uh, because there's so much salt in the water and it's quite an experience. But it's called the Dead Sea. There's no outlet. There's no movement through. And so there's only intake. And so I think that's an interesting metaphor for life as well. If life is movement and you're all just wanting to take, 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 and there's no give, you're really dead. You may have lots of movement. You may have lots of, of things going on. But if all just me, 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 and I want and I need, then, and there's no outflow, there's no giving, there's no grace, there's no forgiveness, there's no something going out, then you're probably dying. In creation, you know, the seasons and for all of my life, I've, I've lived in places where we've had all four seasons. The seasons just move into one another. 
if we go on a daily basis and especially when I'm meditating, when I meditate outside, when the weather is um, good for that, as I see what the, where the sun and the shadows are, even during 30 minutes or an hour of meditation, you, you see the movement, the wind comes up a little bit and the leaves move just a touch or the shadows just shift, or the bees, or the bugs, or the ants, what, whatever it is there, is, there is movement all the time. As I joked in that podcast, you know, we talk about in meditation, I may talk about this later, that you know, we're, we're trying to be grounded. We're trying to be grounded. And we, we often think that that's very serious, and that that's, in, in some sense, a very stayed, stopped point. And actually, that's not true. When we get grounded, if we're, if we're truly talking about the ground, the ground is alive. The ground is alive. The ground is rich and fertile, hopefully. And the ground it holds all kinds of organisms and is moving at all times. I mean, the earth, right? The earth spins at the equator. The earth spins a thousand miles an hour at the equator. And we don't feel it. A thousand miles an hour, it's moving in a circle. And then it's also moving 67,000 miles an hour in order. I mean, we're just on a big rock that's hurtling through space at 67,000 miles an hour in an orbit around the sun. I mean, it's an amazing thing that we, we are in constant motion, even when we as human beings might think that we are not in motion at all. And now this gets me to the metaphor of keys and cages. The reason why, I, part of the reason why I love this uh, poem is because it talks about the places where we get stuck or where we put ourselves or where we feel like other people places in cages. We put people in cages to keep them still, to keep them disconnected from other people, to keep them disconnected from us. When in, in America, of course, we incarcerate more people than pretty much anywhere else in the world um, per capita. Uh, we, we do that because we want to separate these these bad people, quote unquote, uh, from other people. We think if we separate them, that, that then that keeps them from doing bad things, from moving and doing bad things. And we also know that when you put someone in solitary confinement, that is incredibly destructive mentally. And so we have these, these cages and the cages stop and hold movement in a very particular way. And so then when the sage comes and opens up that cage, and we're able to move again. Life is able to flow. Life becomes movement again. Um, it, it's, it's really uh, such a beautiful, beautiful metaphor. I mean, if you think about it, just think about what's going on inside of you right now as you're listening to this podcast, whether you're driving or you're walking or, or sitting or whatever you're doing or wishing I would get to the point. Um, you know, your blood is, is moving. Your heart is beating. Your breath your thoughts, your emotions, your feelings are always on the move. And sometimes I think that depression and anxiety, which are so prevalent right now, as I've been thinking about this life is motion, is that depression and anxiety are our emotions, our feelings stuck in a cage. They're stopped. They're not able to move really, even though anxiety might feel like it's in rapid movement. It's like, it's staying there though. It's staying with that thought, with that emotion. It's stuck in a cage and they can't be stuck in a cage or else it's really a dead feeling. It's a dead emotion or it's only flowing one way or it's just stopped up. And that 
really messes us up. Feelings and emotions, like breath and thought and like the earth and like the ground need to be in appropriate movement and motion, being nurtured and cared for in a particular. April talked a little bit about this idea of, for her, of the figure eight on the side, that emotions informing us, us informing our emotions. Again, there's, there's this movement. And she talked about, you know, if, if, if emotions are flatlined, what does flatline mean? It means we're dead. The old, I think it's uh, Norman Vincent Peale saying, right? Like the only people who don't have any problems are in a graveyard. Movement can create problems, but you need problems and you want better problems throughout your life. But again, that's another podcast. And so mindfulness, mindfulness, people might say, well, well, why do we then meditate? Why do we sit and meditate? Why do we do all that? Well, mindfulness, being aware of emotions, being where we are doing what we are doing means more aliveness. It doesn't mean that we're in constant motion. I mean, in meditation, my... What, what I'm really doing when I'm meditating in some ways, as I've been thinking about this life is movement is I'm trying to create the stop, not create. I'm trying to take away the stuck points in my thinking. I'm trying to work on focusing my mind in a particular way to allow emotions to flow through, to open up the passageways. Almost like in the, you know, in the canals, the Suez Canal, the Panama Canal, you have these locks and they fill up and you move through right? So the water has to fill up, it lifts the boat, you and they move through. We have these blocks and these stoppages, our emotions get stuck in cages. And then, and, but we need to create ways for them to flow through. And so we don't get stuck on one place in, in one set of motions with our emotions and, and not able to move through those things. Aliveness is constant motion, emotions, moving thoughts, moving, so even when we are meditating or being mindful or becoming grounded, we are connecting with the ground again, which is alive, full of movement and life. April also talked a little bit about this, and, and I think this connects with, with the dock and water. For her, the movement of the water is really what attracts her you know, that constant motion, that, that movement, that, that being really connected with what feels like to her life and and joy and, and all of those things. And, and she talks about, she doesn't need much doc. She needs just enough to support her. And again, talking about the doc, whether that's finances, finances, relationships, um, you know, place to live, that kind of solidity, um, that kind of certainty about things, uh, people need different, different kinds of, and so one of the questions she asks is, well, how much dock do you need to support the movement in your life? I mean, do you, do you need 20 foot pilings that go 10 feet into the, into the ground that are just rock solid? Do you, do you need that? Because th so that you can enjoy then the movement of the water in your life so that you can allow life to flow. What is it that gives you the ability to really, to really engage with the movement in life? If life is movement, where is it that you're stuck and how can you become unstuck? What are the keys that you need to unlock the cage so that life, emotions, your breath can flow? And as I thought about life as movement, I thought again about the Mobius strip. I encourage you, if you don't know much about the Mobius strip, just to Google it and see what it looks like and see what it means. But, but really what it is, is it's, 
if you put your finger on a Mobius strip, you just, you can run your finger and you never know whether you're on the inside or the outside of the Mobius strip. It just, it just flows all together. And it's a great metaphor for our lives, our interior life and our quote unquote exterior life that they just, they flow into life and that there's movement there, that it's, that it's, you may be moving faster or slower, but you're moving in and out and you're connecting with what's going on inside connecting that with what's going on outside outside is influencing what's inside and so it's like her figure eight on the on the side emotions we influence our emotions and our emotions influence us it's all part of the whole flowing and moving and being allowed to flow and move being experienced in helpful ways not for the sake of movement and i think that's where some of us get into that some of us who who are wired up in a certain way like i am where i want to be just be doing things all the time you know sometimes i'm just doing something to do something the other day i i told my wife i said i said yeah i just i basically procrastinated a whole bunch of stuff by spending about 6 hours doing yard work I mean, did the yard work need to be done? Yeah, I suppose it did, but I didn't need it to be in constant movement. And I was in, in many ways, I was putting off doing other things that needed to be done because they were more stayed things. There were more sit down kinds of things. And so, but you have to let things flow you, to, to be, feel like you're compelled to be doing things. That's another place where maybe that's a stuckness. And so this metaphor of life is movement isn't perfect, but kind of embracing it. And so we want to allow things to flow and move, to be experienced in helpful ways. Again, not for the sake of movement or being locked up in a cage. Oh, I can't feel that anymore. Or the better one, I shouldn't feel this anymore. I should feel this particular way. No, we need to feel all the way through our feelings as much as possible and as close as possible to when these things happen. And we need to continue to do that until we're able to just allow them to flow. And I don't mean that we're freaking out here and there and you know that sort of thing, but that we're appropriately moving through those emotions. So maybe a key for today is if you are seeking to be whole, you're seeking to be fully alive for your whole life. You have to keep your body moving, walking, exercise, stretching. Got to move your body to keep moving. And you also need to keep your feelings and your emotions moving with mindfulness and care. Where are they stuck? Where are you stuck thinking about something or someone in just a particular way? How can you open that up and allow life to have movement, your thoughts, your feelings, your emotion. Life is movement. Aliveness is motion. My wish for you is to find your own Mobius strip kind of life. Thanks, April. And thank you for listening to volume 21A of Dropping Keys. You can find me at joelmorgan.com or joelmorgancc on Facebook and Instagram. You can find me on LinkedIn at Joel Robert Morgan. You can find my book every single day on my website or on Amazon. Drop me a note if this podcast connected with you. May the sage drop the key to unlock the cage in which you find yourself. Until next time, my friends.